how fun. That was so fun. And so symbolic, when you are baptized, you're, you're putting this label on yourself. You belong to God. And Lila's thing that she wrote, she didn't want to read it, but she said, I am a citizen of God. I want everybody to know I'm a citizen of God, the label put on her. Well, this day, the Sunday after Easter, is often called Doubting Thomas Sunday. Doubting Thomas Sunday. And we all like labels, right? Like, we like labels. We want to put people in a box, in a category, where we can just think that's who they are and how they are, and then don't have to figure them out anymore, right? Labels. Well, Susie and I and the family recently have added a new label into our family. Maybe you've heard that we have become cat people, like a cat family. And I know that some of you, there's like a, aww. And others of you, there's a, yuck, disgusting. And that's how labels work. You just put us in that box, whichever you want, and then you can just keep us there. Well, because we are now cat people, Susie and I were walking the other day, and we saw a cat in a window. I know. I would never have done this, like, before. And we said, aw, look at that cat. Right? We, are, we have this favor toward cats. We just have this favor, and we give it to them, and it's just, it's just part of us now, this being cat people thing. Right? I know. It's disgusting. So in our scripture passage that Rachel just read, um, we have Thomas, and he's got this label, Doubting Thomas. And he gets this label because he wasn't there when Jesus first appeared, right? And what did he say? He famously says, you know, unless I see his ha- in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe Right? That's what Thomas said. Thomas only gets three things recorded about what he says, and this is the third. We'll look at the others. But does that sound like doubt to you? It feels a little bit more like full-out rejection to me, or complete disregard for what people are telling him. And as we celebrate Doubting Thomas Day, I want to invite you into a few more labels put a few more labels on Thomas and to consider him in our own spiritual lives. So we've got brave Thomas, becoming Thomas, and believing Thomas. And then why don't we add a label for Jesus? Let's give Jesus the label, goodwill Jesus. Okay, so that's where we're going today. Brave Thomas, the scripture began, now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. Makes you wonder, where was Thomas? Where was he? I mean, he wasn't there. We don't know where he was. It was just, he's out. He's doing something else. He wasn't there. And that says a lot about Thomas. Because why were all the other disciples gathered there in the upper room? They were there because they were afraid. They were afraid for their safety. I mean, the person they were closest to, the disciples around Jesus, Jesus was just crucified in a very public, dramatic way. And now they're afraid that the Roman government is going to come after them to squash anything that will rise up from Jesus. So they're afraid, and they are gathered in this room together. But not Thomas. 
you know, the others are hiding, and Thomas is out. I mean, we don't know what he's doing. Maybe you could guess he's out getting food. I mean, that's a necessary thing. Or maybe he's out finding out what's happening, hearing some more stories, like what, what's the talk out there? We don't know what Thomas was doing, but he was out, and that makes him brave. And we saw the same kind of bravery earlier in chapter 11 when Thomas also said something for the very first time recorded. And this was when Jesus got, received the message that his best friend Lazarus was sick. And so he, they get this message, and the other disciples are afraid, and they say, Oh, Jesus, we cannot go there. That town where they just tried to stone you, no way, we're not going there. But what does Thomas say? Thomas says, Let us also go, that we may die with him, with Lazarus. Isn't, isn't it interesting here he's being brave? He's saying, Jesus, there's nothing that I won't do to be with you and to go where you need to go. I will go where you will go. So this label of brave Thomas is appropriate, I think, in this story. So as you're here and you're thinking about labels and a label being stuck on you today, you're like, brave, fill in your name blank. What does it mean for you to be brave spiritually today, right now in the season you're in? Or is there a brave in the past where you remember this? I needed to be brave in this way. How do you need to be brave in your faith today? Thank you, Thomas, for brave label. Second label, becoming Thomas. Becoming. The story goes on. Eight days later. I mean, if you think about that, eight days is one week plus one day. Just clarifying. His disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Eight days later, now we're going to ask the question, Jesus, where have you been? Where is Jesus? Eight days? This is, this is what is going on that eight days have to go by before Jesus comes and sees Thomas. Doesn't he know that Thomas is struggling and having a hard time? Well, it seems to be not a coincidence that Jesus didn't show up when Thomas was there, but he showed up the first time when Thomas was away. Perhaps Jesus did intentionally appear when Thomas was out. You know, and it's interesting because for the ones who have fear, the ones who are hiding, the ones who are having a hard time, Jesus showed up quickly for them. He showed up quickly and like, hey, here I am. See me. Believe in me. Resurrected. But for Thomas, eight days. Jesus let that space just linger in Thomas's life. So in this passage, not here, but a little bit later, there's this word, become. Great word, become. Because this word, becoming, has a sense of movement, right? Like you're becoming something. You are in process. There's movement toward. I mean, you're not there yet, but you're becoming something. So becoming, in, in this moment with Thomas, has something to do with the unknown. You know, I, I don't know what it's like over there for sure yet. We're, I want to get there. And there's some uncertainty of how that's going to shape up and become 
And here's Thomas in this process of sorting out all the things he doesn't understand. Jesus is alive. What does that mean? I haven't seen him yet. He's in that process of becoming to the next place. Well, here at Platt Park Church, we have this mission statement that you hopefully have heard and memorized deeply into your soul, helping people become, become passionate, devoted followers of Christ. Right? There it is, that word. It's messy. Become. You know, we're not setting out as a church with this goal of achieving and arriving and setting you up and done. But there's this process of becoming a passionate, devoted follower of Christ. And it's something that happens for all of us all the time, our whole lives. So you could be here, and this is like the first week. Easter Sunday, you said yes to Jesus. Now you are in the beginning stages of becoming more like Christ. You have a lot to learn and take in. Or you might be in your 80th year of becoming more like Christ. But the thing is, we're all in it together. It doesn't matter if you're in the first week or your 80th year of this. We are all in it together, and we share that in common. We don't look down on people who are beginners or look up at people who are advanced. We just are together. You think about becoming is just this great example. I'm so glad my kids just got baptized because they are this living example of becoming. Right? We dedicated them, I think right here, years ago. They've been hanging out around church growing, learning, expanding in their faith. And then here today, this next step of becoming, to be baptized, this sign and seal put on them of they belong to the kingdom of God. This internal thing that has happened in them, making an outward symbol for everybody to see. Right? Becoming. There's steps, there's movement, there's growth. And it was happening for Thomas. Thomas... He was a disciple, one of the twelve. That's a big deal. And he was with Jesus for three years. The second time we hear Jesus or Thomas speaking was in John 14. And maybe you can hear in Thomas the process of becoming in his question. So Jesus was saying, hey, you know, in my father's house there's many rooms, and I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. And what does Thomas say? Again, famously Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? It's this beautiful sense of process. I mean, Thomas has been with Jesus, but he's not going to hide in this moment and be afraid, nor is he going to um, pretend that he understands. He's going to say, I don't get it. Jesus, help me understand. I want desperately to follow you, to be with you. Go where you go. I will go. But I don't know the way, so help me know the way. It's this question of becoming and process. Ah. So again, as we put this label on ourselves of becoming in our own faith, our becoming in our relationship with God, you know, what is emerging in your life with God? Or what is developing and growing and expanding in your relationship with God? Because that's the exciting thing when we are moving in our becoming with God. All right, third label, slap it on Thomas. Believing Thomas. Believing Thomas. A little bit in contrast to doubting Thomas. Believing Thomas. Jesus appears a second time, and he goes specifically to Thomas. And here's what he says. Shalom. Peace be with you. 
Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Put your hand, put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus meets Thomas right where he is at in the demand. Right? Thomas's demand, lest I stick my hand in his side, I will not believe. So what does Jesus do? First, come, touch me. It's okay. I'm here. I'm not the same as I was. I'm now resurrected and there's something very different. Touch me. And then second, this invitation to stay in the journey. You know, keep becoming this do not disbelieve, but believe. And that right there, it, you can, you know, every translation is a translation in English. But it's fascinating right there. If a word-for-word -word translation is, do not become disbelieving, but believing. That's where the become fits in. And this become is so important here. Because his belief is not something static. Belief is something that's ongoing. It's growing. It's changing. It's, it's expanding. So become says that you have more to go toward. There's more out there. There's, there's this movement that you can move toward unbelieving or you can move toward believing. Author David Brooks wrote in his book about his own faith journey, his second mountain book he wrote about, you know, his Jewish friends thought he wasn't Jewish enough, and his Christian friends didn't think he was Christian enough, and they would say to him, well, do you believe in the resurrection? I love his answer, because there's a becoming of belief in his answer. He said, some days, and I love that, right? Some days. Belief isn't once and done. It is something that is ongoing, and there's movement to it. And you see this in Thomas's response. <laughs> when Thomas says, my Lord and my God. You know, this is the first time maybe in Scripture, I think, where someone declares that, my God. You know, for three years, Thomas has been with Jesus, calling him Lord. You know, he's, you're my teacher, my rabbi, my Lord, my master. He's been interacting with Jesus the man. And there is something peculiar about Jesus, wanting to know more about who Jesus was and how he can do these miracles. But he was interacting with him in this way. But here, confronted face-to-face, -face, sticking his hands inside of him, is the resurrected Jesus. Where now, Thomas is meeting, perhaps the first time, fully God Jesus. And he was used to the man wondering about the God, now he's like, oh, you are God. He's experiencing it. And now he, this, his, this becoming of belief has just taken a leap forward that this is fully man Jesus and fully God Jesus all coming together. Thomas was martyred, and there's something deep in that, right? That he became so convinced that he was willing to die, that he was doing the work of spreading the news about God in this world, and he was killed for it. All he had to say was, nope, not me, I'm sorry, I take it back. No, he was convinced and went forward. And that says a lot about the becoming of belief in Thomas.
So here on Doubting Thomas Sunday, where are you at in your process of belief? You know, we hold up this label, Doubting Thomas, and, and it's like this invitation. Hey, yes, bring your questions. It's okay. You can think these things through. You can process this. Maybe we can come to this brave Thomas label and have this encouragement of, okay, I need to be brave sometimes. I need to step forward into the hard things. Or the becoming Thomas label, which reminds us that we are all becoming something every day. What are you moving toward? You know, are you moving toward more with God? Or are you moving away in unbelief? And then this believing Thomas Believing Thomas tells us that there's more of God always out there to know. God is this infinite being. There's more and more and more to learn about, to discover, to believe in, to practice, to understand, and to try to take hold of a little bit more in our movement toward God of the fullness of the infinite God. So this is Thomas labels. But last thing, wrapping up, Goodwill, Jesus. How about a label for Jesus? Stick it on him. Goodwill. Did you notice how Jesus interacted with Thomas? As you heard that passage, just Jesus' way. I mean, if I was interacting with Thomas, I think I would have acted differently. Because in Thomas is saying, I will never believe, there seems to be a lot of pent-up energy Perhaps a lot of hurt and pain and grief of what happened. His friend just died. Or maybe there's just a lot of confusion and anger. Like, what is happening and what do I do forward? Thomas is working through a lot of stuff, and, and it's coming out in some strong energy. I will never believe. But how does Jesus react to him? Jesus is kind and gentle. I mean, it's possible that Jesus gave eight days to Thomas to let things settle down in his emotions. Maybe he gave him eight days to hear other people talk about their experience of meeting the resurrected Jesus. Maybe he gave him eight days to let some of those emotions settle down and let some of the words of Jesus for the last three years, the teachings, bubble back up into the forefront of his mind and be reminded so that when Jesus did show up, Thomas was ready. Eight days. So Jesus shows up kind and gentle and gives Thomas exactly what he was demanding. It's like, yep, touch me. Welcomes him in. And then gives him that second command, do not become unbelieving, but believing. This nudge, this little nudge back to, yep, You've been in process. You've been becoming. Keep going. Take the next step. This is a big next step. I get it. I get it, Thomas. I was a man, and now I'm resurrected and fully God, and I, it's a lot to take in. But take the next step. So Jesus has this great label on him of goodwill, willing the good of others, favor towards and I love this label for him because it's the word of the year, but also because it's just who Jesus is, always seeking the best of others, always hoping the good for others. You know, goodwill is just the way of Jesus. It's just who Jesus is. He exudes it. 
And so we can put that on him as a label. And then goodwill is this thing that he wants from us. That we, as his people, the citizens of his kingdom, would also be people of goodwill. Well, I don't know if you want me to do this, but I would like to literally stick a label of goodwill on you today. Now, I had my sister-in-law, Chrissy, design some uh, stickers. Goodwill. Tied them in nicely with our mountains in Colorado. And uh, I have these outside for you to take and literally put on somewhere. And these goodwill stickers go two directions. They go in the goodwill is God's goodwill toward you, the receiving, but also it is your goodwill out to others. It's the way you are. And a reminder that you are labeled as you belong to God, and you are a person who is following Jesus, and you are a person who has that goodwill in you and is giving it to the world. So please, stop by outside, and I'll give you a sticker. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, April 16, 2023, when Russell and Lila were baptized. And today we remember our baptisms, that as we come to you, we know that we belong to you. Oh, there is a long journey of taking that fully in, that we belong to you. But Jesus, you have stored up our inheritance with you in heaven forever. So we have it, and now we live into it. And so thank you, thank you, thank you.